Welcome all you sinners and sodomites to episode 11 of Bible Stories for Atheists. I'm Josh. I'm Lynn. And we are your guides to the gloriously goofy stories, literally, literarily littering the Bible. I think that's my favorite one yet. Yeah? Yeah, goofy just seems real appropriate. It does, yeah. <laughs> I think especially with where we took this episode. <laughs> You definitely want to stick around to the end of this episode, like towards the end. We we just go off on a tangent that is so gloriously I mean, we're going to re-listen to it over and over and over again ourselves yeah. and make ourselves laugh over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas. Merry early Christmas. Were, Merry- those, were those people talking about Christmas well before Christmas yeah. happens? Yeah, considering this is going to come out, I think, before Thanksgiving. But uh, we're going to be talking about the nativity in this episode, yes. the, the reason for the season, <laughs> not Thanksgiving, the other season, yes. the one that comes after it. The one with the, the pagan idolatry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other, the other one with the pagan idolatry. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, we're, we're digging into the gospels in general, and we're going to start from the beginning with the birth of Christ um, and, and kind of comparing what the gospels have to say about it. Yes. So. Well, the two that actually refer to it. Yes. Yep. So this is episode 11, Nativity, the musical. So, you ready? Dig into it. Let's go. The New Testament. Oh, man. Yes. Are we starting at the first book of the New Testament? We're starting with the first four books of the New Testament. Oh, we're doing four books? Yeah, we're doing the Gospels all together. Because they were all written at the same time, right? Supposedly? Around the same time. You know, and they're obviously about the same thing. This is the only time in the Bible where you have four different books all talking about essentially the same stories and everything. Right. Like, and, and you can kind of compare them against each other. Okay. Right. Like the only other time that comes close to it, I believe is uh Corinth, uh, not Corinthians. Uh, I'm looking at the tabs on my Bible. <laughs> Chronicles and Kings are basically about the same stories, mm. but told from two different perspectives. So that's like, that's the Deuteronomist. If you remember from mm-hmm. the Bible history episode, did kings, mm. and then there's the priests, the Aaronoid priests, descendants of Aaron, who wrote um, Chronicles. So Chronicles. it's two different, you know, very different perspectives yeah. on the same events. But So are we supposed to believe that these men who wrote these Gospels were real people? Has it been proven that these were actually written by the people whose names are on them? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so, no. No, they they were all actually written anonymously. Okay. It's just been traditionally attributed to certain people. And there are going to be, you know, folks out there who are dead set that tr- the traditions are right and mm-hmm. everything. But mostly it's undisputed that these were not written by the people that they're attributed to. Okay. So I, I've got a few facts before we dig in okay. about the Gospels, just to kind of go into it with some knowledge about about how they are broken up. Uh, Mark was actually written first. Okay. So that was around 70 AD. Okay. Um, so it would have been written around the time that the second temple in Jerusalem uh, was was destroyed. And it's a very pivotal time because like Judaism gets reformed at this time too. And then Christianity really takes off around this time, right? So it's 
that the the temple falling was a huge aspect of Christianity spreading. spreading. Okay. Matthew and Luke and Acts. Actually, Luke and Acts were likely written by the same person. So Acts is a book that comes immediately after the Gospels and talks about uh, like what happens to the disciples after Jesus died. Okay. So Matthew, Luke, and Acts were likely written around 80, 80. 80 AD. 80 AD. Um, and then John came quite a bit after that at 100 AD. Okay. And it's really like off on its own, doing its own thing. So so the first three books, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are called the synoptic gospels. Synoptic basically means like looks alike. Okay. Um, and that's because the biblical scholars all pretty much agree that Mark was written first and then the other two copied Mark. Gotcha. And there's this whole thing about like there might be this third, this fourth gospel that's that we've lost that uh, Matthew and Luke copied from. Also, aren't there gospels that were written that aren't in the Bible? Oh yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. There's a bunch of them, and we'll talk about those at some point. But okay. but uh, there's specifically one that they think Matthew and Luke copied from as well. They call this like Gospel X or something like that. Okay. Um, or Luke copied off of Matthew because there's some things that Luke and Matthew agree on that Mark doesn't, you know? So there's, there's this very confusing. Yeah. But it's also, these were all written way after, like if they were written AD, yeah, that's that many years after the death of Jesus, right? Which is Easter. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which happened at Easter. Yep. Um, he was killed by bunnies. So it's not like it's, I mean, it, knowing that the date, is way after. Yeah. Like to me, it's just undisputable proof that they weren't written by the people like during the time so that to, it was happening. So when we hit z- like zero and there is no zero. Right. It goes year from zero. Negative. It goes from one to one. Yeah, yeah. Basically. But, but that's supposed to be basically the birth of Christ. So, so it's important to know, like you would have been talking around 30 AD when Jesus would have died. Right, so if seventy oh, AD, I, thought, it was I Mark. thought zero AD. Well, in between one and one, because it's AD, it's after death. No, that's um, it's it stands for something like Adno Domini or something like that. Yeah, it's well, that's not what I was taught. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Before Christ, after death. So, the, and I guess under that auspice, there's You'd a have chunk a, of years <laughs> yeah. that are just not accounted years. for. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So it's supposed to be around the birth of Christ. Okay. Is where All zero right. still though would have been. If he died when he was 33. Two, yeah. Three. So yeah, it definitely would have been later, but not without not within the realm of reason. Like, like they could not still outside exist the and but writing something that far after an event, you know, yeah. like memories are always deceiving and things like that. Oh yeah, totally. But. And there are gospels that were written, the ones that aren't in here that were written well after, you know. Mm-hmm. These are the ones like they they ended up settling on. Uh like John obviously was written beyond when anyone would have probably known right. Jesus and everything, but um but the other ones not it could have been. Right. Are we still in are are we still in the biblical time when people live to like 200 years or no. have we settled on like a 50 year old? Yeah. 
that kind of cap. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of that kind of ended around when we started getting into like verifiable history. Yeah. Really. Oh, like, okay. like like after Moses, sure. everybody started living pretty normal lifetimes. It seems like that makes sense. So a lot of the books that come after the Gospels are called the epistles. And these are basically these are these are letters that a, were written epistles epistles yeah the epistles are basically letters that were written to different churches around the time and stuff like that so they're considered holy scriptures but it's like from it's not Jesus telling people stuff it's like the early founders of the church um, sending out okay. messages a lot of those were written by Paul um, Saul the, Saul yeah originally Saul his name changes to Paul once he gets converted. <laughs> Which is a weird thing. It really in, is. Like that names change and stuff. But yeah, the Apostle Paul uh, wrote, I think, the majority of them. But his ministry was from 35 AD to 65 AD. That lines up with the last temptation of Christ. Yes, it does. <laughs> so yeah, before before we recorded this the, uh, the other day, we ended up watching The Last Temptation of Christ. I thought that would be a perfect like yeah. kicking off for, for a frame of reference. This this movie that is mostly fictional. Yeah, like it'd be has, like, well, Martin Scorsese says, and it's not yeah. even Martin Scorsese; it's whoever wrote the book. Yeah, that the movie is based on. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Paul didn't even, as opposed to in the uh, Last Temptation of Christ, Paul never met Christ, okay. never ran into Christ or anything like that. He converted a few years after Jesus would have died. But his ministry comes before any of these were written, which is an interesting oh. thing. So all the writings he does, the epistles uh, he does, all happened after or before the Gospels themselves gotcha. were even written. Yeah, like you said, all the names are wrong, so... If I talk about Luke having written something, I don't really mean Luke. Right, but he attributed to. Yeah. They're just the names that were chosen as the delivery for the... And so the Gospels are written about the time of Jesus, right? They're written about it, yes. And they're written by these men were presumably the... um, What do you call them? His little followers. Disciples. Thank you. <laughs> His little followers. His little followers. So these were these men, presumably, taking out the fact that we know they actually didn't write them, but these men were presumably disciples of Jesus. Um, I can't remember. I, I feel like there was one, just off the top of my head, I can't remember, but I feel like there was one that was definitely traditionally not a disciple. But I'm not sure okay. which one. Um, I think it was Mark was not actually a disciple, but they thought he was like around. He was like know? the paparazzi, I can't just following yeah. Jesus around. Or he was Jesus' brother or something like that. Oh, I can't remember. Brother. Yeah, Jesus did. You know, have brothers and stuff. Yeah. He was just the firstborn. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, they don't talk about that at all in the Bible, so we're just presuming that Mary pushed out some more kids after Jesus. Yeah, I. To my recollection, I don't remember them ever actually explicitly saying that Jesus had a brother, but I might be wrong about that. Okay. Anyway, so that's kind of like the brief gospel history. Okay. But what we're talking about today is the nativity. Merry Christmas. Oh, the nativity. Yes. <clears throat> I know I know this probably is the piece of the Bible that I know the most about, but I'm going to be real honest and say that it's mostly from film and television. Oh, sure, sure. 
And I think that's probably true of a lot of Christians too, yeah. actually. Like, yeah. because like I didn't even realize going into this just how much disparity there was between the gospels on what happened. Right. With this. So Luke is the one that has like the longest nativity story. Okay. So I'm gonna save that one for last. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Matthew one, which is the shortest. Well, sort of the shortest, considering Mark and John don't have one at all. Oh, they don't talk about the the birth of Christ at all? No. The whole virgin birth thing, the thing that's like fulfillment of prophecies and the Old Testament and everything, Mm -hmm. they just decided not to put that in their Gospels. When do they do this? So so do they just skip over it or do they pick up after it? They pick up after it. Yeah. They don't talk about it at all. I mean, they weren't there for it. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Neither were the ones who wrote about it, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's an odd thing. So uh, we're so we're going to talk through Matthew first, um, which is a shorter one, and then Luke is really the one that like I think is probably most associated with Christmas and stuff like okay. that. Oh, another thing to point out too, Matthew apparently was written more for Jewish Christians, you know, the original Christians, mm-hmm. and then um, Luke apparently was written more for uh, Gentile Christians, uh, non-Jewish Christians. Okay. Uh, so so it's just kind of interesting going through this, like Matthew puts way more of an emphasis on, and this fulfills this prophecy, and this fulfills this prophecy, all based on Jewish right. scripture, whereas Luke is like, like does it a little bit, but Matthew really feels like he's checking off a checklist. Gotcha. You know? Okay. Matthew starts off actually before we even get to the birth of Christ with the genealogy of Joseph, Jesus's stepdad. Right, which is a waste of fucking time because yeah. he provided no DNA supposedly to yeah. his child. So <laughs> yeah. what the fuck does it matter? Right. You're right. So so yeah, so one of the prophecies of of the Messiah was that he would come from the line of King David. And so Matthew starts off with a genealogy listing off every descendant from Abraham through to David to Joseph, who is not actually Jesus's no, father. But we had a discussion off podcast. No, we actually did talk about this briefly on a previous Where episode. Where it was also probably likely that Mary was also a descendant of that line. Oh, that might have been off off podcast. But yes, that's true. Did they come from the same town and right. stuff like that? There might be a it it might be possible that she might have been a descendant of David as well. It's not explicitly said. What they do call out though is Joseph being a descendant of David. Okay. And then we get to the actual story. So so Joseph is engaged to be married to Mary. Right. And she's already pregnant. So and pre-marriage. Yes. Before, as the Bible says, as, before they came together, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mary finds out that she was pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Mm, yes. Right? Yes. The Holy Spirit, yeah. indeed. And what's interesting, I totally forgot about this, Joseph says he's going to divorce her, which they're betrothed to be married. And apparently, according to the footnotes in the NIV, that means they can they still have to get divorced because oh. it's much more it's a much more arranged thing. Yeah. He right? probably already took the dowry, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, listen, if I came home and was like, oh, babe, guess what? I'm pregnant and I didn't cheat on you. So clearly it's it's a new messiah. It's a new messiah. You would probably just infer that I had sex with somebody else, right? right? You wouldn't actually think. I like, mean, Occam's razor. 
you the know, most likely, most likely thing is the thing that's true. Yeah. So more than likely, she probably got raped more than anything, or at least had sex with somebody else and got knocked yeah. up and didn't want to tell anybody. Right. I mean, I always figured they just because women got it would on. get like stoned and shit back then for stuff like that. Yeah. You know, which is which is the th- interesting thing about this because it does say. It was so it's so funny the way they word this because it says he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. And so he's gonna divorce her quietly and everything. And it's like, well, she's still gonna be a single mom in right. a time when that was not okay. Not okay. You know? Yeah. Like um, your husband had to have died. Right. Like that's you need the to only, be a widow. Yes, that's the only acceptable way to like raise a child on your own back right. then. Right, yeah. And you're not going to get support from anybody. No, no. They're just not going to stone you to death. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So Joseph was going to divorce her. Okay. But then an angel, an angel of the Lord, not the angel of the Lord. An angel. An angel of the Lord uh, shows up to Joseph, Mm -hmm. I think in a dream. No. And tells him, you know, this baby that Jesus, that that Mary's going to have, you should name him Jesus, and he's going to be the savior of the world or savior of his people. Yeah. Right. So one of Mary's friends snuck into the house late at night and whispered (laughs) into Joseph's ear. Yeah. Like, this is what is Joseph. Yes. Yeah. Don't murder this woman. I'm an angel. The baby's prophesized chosen one. And because he had this dream, a dream, it's not even like he saw it whilst awake. He had a dream. Yeah. And and an angel came to him in his dream and told him that this kid was going to be the uh, Messiah. Right. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, is it seems like that's how the angel keeps coming to him in throughout dreams? this, too. Is it, I, I think it's always in dreams. So does just everything they jumped back then was, like, truth? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> man, oh, man. If that were still the case, there would be a lot of fucked up shit I would expect to be happening in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so Joseph did marry Mary. Mm-hmm. And they did not, con- it specifically says they did not consummate until after Jesus was born. Well, yeah. You don't yeah. want to be tapping the baby God in the head with your dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would just be disrespectful. Is that yeah. blasphemy? I think it would be blasphemy. <laughs> to be knocking the baby's head with your dick? I don't know if God ever wrote that law down. Don't touch but, the baby with your dick. Right. Don't. I mean, don't touch any baby with your dick. <laughs> but specifically. No, 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 no. God never wrote that one down. That would be good if he wrote that law down. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the birth of Jesus. That's all we get in this gospel about the birth of Jesus. So Jesus, I mean, like there's a little bit more to the overall story, but Jesus is born at this point. Oh, so there's no like away in a manger, no crib Exactly, for a bed, that's all Luke. Three wise men. So that's what we're about to hit. Okay. Actually, so the Magi um, come from the East. And are you aware of what Magi are? Um, like, well, they refer to them as wise men. Right. And Magi sounds like it's short for magic. Right, so that is the root. Assume they're just old magical men. Right. So, so that is where we get the term magician and th- magic and stuff like that is from these people, the magi. 
Um, but the Magi were actually priests for one of the oldest, still practiced religions in the world called Zoroastrianism. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? No, Zoroastrianism? Yeah, it sounds awesome, doesn't it? Does it sound awesome. So, um, and I might be wrong about this. I failed to double check the date on this, but I'm pretty sure it predates Judaism itself. Okay. Like, like I mean, if there's, you, there's a couple of religions that predate Judaism. Yeah. But, but like, you know, like if you take like Jacob being like being around 2000 BC, um, I think this predates that, but I might be wrong. Zoroastrianism though, uh, apparently Freddie Mercury was a Zoroastrian. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think it is practiced still quite a bit around Egypt and the yeah, Middle East. Yeah, Freddie and Mercury. Like yeah, the he was his heritage came from that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these magi come from the east, and they show up in Jerusalem, and they are like, "Where's the king of the Jews? He must have been born." For some reason, they know this. Well, yeah, we magic. Yeah. We've been following the star in the sky, um, and we want to come worship him, right? And then King Herod, evil King Herod, oh. he he hears about this, and he gathers up all of these priests and, and teachers and things like that and asks them, what does the Bible say about the Messiah, about the prophecies the of the Messiah? The Bible? The, you know, the, the, their scriptures. The, you know. the Old Testament. Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he asks, what, what does it say about that? And they tell him some prophecies about how the, the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. He tells the Magi, go find the Messiah. And then once you do, come back and let me know where he is because I want to go worship him. No, sure you do, King. Right. So, so the Magi followed the star. I don't know why they were asking like earlier, like, where is it? Like, they obviously just followed the star. Which is so weird because, like, we all know that stars don't just, I mean, did a planet or did a sun explode at some point? And they were right. just finally getting the light for it. And they were like, oh, a new star, let's follow it because it must lead us to the Messiah. Right. But really, it's just galaxies away, a whole civilization just died. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like knowing what we know about stars, like, I mean, they, they help with directions, but how does a star lead them to the Messiah? Right. I know. So it's, it's unlikely this was actually something that happened. Right. Well, yes, obviously. Right. But um, <laughs> just because like, just astronomically. <laughs> right. I'm just trying, just when I, when I, obviously I like, I don't necessarily believe and maybe something historical accurate is written down in here. But like more than anything, I'm just trying to parse how people like, why when they just are like, I believe this to be true, haven't they thought through those arguments? Right. You know? Yeah. So like, why isn't somebody who believes in this going like, well, stars don't work that well, way. They so, <laughs> so yeah, like a Christian would probably say that, it, you know, it's a miracle that, right. that there was some ball of fire or something in the sky that was leading that looked like a star, but was obviously much lower <laughs> because I don't think a star could just like be something you could really follow like that. Like, is it gone during the day? You know, like, right. is it moving throughout the night? You're as just the, following as the, the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just kept going back and forth. They follow the star, they and then they get to Bethlehem and they find Mary and Jesus. They don't say anything about Joseph, which was a little odd. 
But um, they were also warned in a dream, again, not to go back to Herod because he would, you know, he's going to kill the baby. That's essentially the idea. They find Jesus, they find Mary, and they bring gold, incense, and uh, was gold frankincense. Frankincense and rare. Yep, which is the only reason why anybody thinks that there was three of them. Because it never says three. Because there were three gifts. Yes, yeah. But really, it could have been two, and one person w- brought them gold, and the other person was like, well, frankincense. Yep. It I could- got to add something to it, because that fucker's pretty yeah. gold. <laughs> yeah. It could have been 50 people, right. you know, and they're right. ju- these are just the things that they brought. Yeah. So they basically come, they worship Jesus, and then they leave. One thing that's interesting about this is when you think about how that timeline kind of plays out, it sounds like Jesus would have been a little bit older by this right. point. So they're not in the manger anymore, I would presume. Right. That's just I mean, where she they pushed were, the kid out. They were never in the manger because they because they they lived in Bethlehem in this oh. in this version of the gospel. Oh. Yeah. Well that changes things. I know. So they so there was no manger or anything like that. They find them in Bethlehem, even though this is like probably a year or two after he was born mm-hmm. at this point. My mom is texting us about the show as we're recording the show. (laughs) (laughs) She just texted us in the middle of recording to say, great ads. (laughs) I love that. So around this time, Joseph gets uh, a message in a dream saying, take uh, Jesus and Mary to Egypt to escape Herod because he's going to come and try and kill the baby. So they do. They go to Egypt. Uh, Matthew points out, thus fulfilling another prophecy that uh, out of Egypt, I called my son. So why did Herod want to kill this baby? Because he, it's a threat to his ruling. His, he, You know, he's king oh. in the area. So he's worried that the king of the Jews is going to dethrone him. Okay. Is the idea. I mean, wouldn't he be a little scared? Like, if he kills God's baby? You would think. Like, isn't that a terrifying? Like, if you fully believe that this shit is real, wouldn't you be a little scared to, like, kill God's baby? Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be an evil king. So, and he actually, legitimately, the history of Herod is that he was a bad guy. Right. So, like, I don't want to be like, oh, but he was actually, real, like, really not that bad. But he he was a shitty king. He doesn't actually believe or anything like that. But, you know, if... Other people believe it, then that's okay. dangerous. I would, I would imagine. But yeah, that makes sense. At the end of the day, the devil's controlling him. I'm sure is how right. how folks would kind Obviously, of justify it. Satan, could it be? Yeah, could it be Satan? <laughs> Don't sue us, Dana Carvey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Lauren Michaels. <laughs> so Herod realizes that the Magi outwitted him. Yeah, you know, because they they just didn't come <laughs> they back. They just didn't come back. Yes. Yeah. So he has, um, he orders that all babies born around Bethlehem. Oh, be two, murdered. Two and under. Yeah, all baby boys specifically. Didn't they uh, do this already in the Bible? They did. It was Moses. Yeah. It, it, they that's killed all the firstborns. Yep, yeah. Which is where I'm, and again, Matthew's the one that's written for Jewish Christians. Ah. You know, so it's this interesting thing where he's drawing this parallel between Jesus and Moses. And actually that verse where it says, out of Egypt, I called my son. Originally, I think, if I remember correctly, that was supposed to be about Moses. Okay. So he orders all of these babies to be killed, and it checks off another checkbox for prophecy. And then Herod dies at some point. 
Okay. Right? Um, it, like the Bible itself does not specifically say how long it took for Herod to die, but Herod dies and an angel tells Joseph again in a dream, it's time to go back oh. home, you know? Yeah. You can leave The threat Egypt. is gone. Yeah. But not really. No. Because then Joseph gets another dream saying that if you go back to Bethlehem, Herod's son who's ruling is going to kill you. Of course. So he has to go to Nazareth, thus fulfilling another prophecy that uh, the Messiah would be called a Nazarene. And the footnotes here specifically say, these words are not found in the Old Testament. So this prophecy, there's no idea where this prophecy comes from. So Joseph had a dream to go back. And then, like, they start traveling back. And then he has another dream. They're like, oh, whoa, 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 wait. We were wrong. Yeah. We have some new intel. His son is just as shitty. Recalculating, Herod's son is shitty. Go here instead. (laughs) 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 So one thing that's interesting about this is the historian Josephus um, who was a very famous historian. He he was alive around the time that the uh, Second Temple fell, and he recorded a ton of Jewish history. Like, a, a lot of what we know about what happened back then comes from Josephus. He recorded a ton of the horrible things Herod did. He never ordered babies to be killed. Oh. So. Okay. I feel uh, like that would be a noteworthy thing. Yeah. Right? If he ordered a bunch of babies to be killed. Right. And, like, people would have... Killed some babies. It would have been known yeah. if this had happened, but yeah. it never did. Christians are real good at keeping track of, like, who kills babies. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a fair point. <laughs> it's a good thing he wasn't in Texas. <laughs> Suing for $10,000. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so that's basically the nativity story from the Gospel of Matthew. Well, that wasn't the nativity story. What does nativity mean? I, You know what? That's a good question that I never actually thought to look up. Let's look it up real quick. Like when you have the thing that you fucking set up in your house with the creepy little plastic figures and animals yeah. and shit, that's called the nativity scene. Right. But nativity te- technically, I think, is is about the birth of Christ. So the dictionary says that the word nativity means the occasion of a person's birth. Right. So I guess that would make sense calling it the nativity scene because that's the the manger in the generally accepted popular version of Jesus's birth is the manger with right. the wise men and the donkey. And- it's the only birth that really matters. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, okay. Then they, they, they would both be nativity stories because they're both stories about the birth of Jesus. Right. And, you know, having grown up with the action sets, the Christian action the sets. action sets, the action figures. <laughs> yeah, of the birth of Jesus, you just, they're referred to as nativity scene. So I just, in my head, just those two things are very tied together. Yeah. So. <laughs> with karate chopping action, baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, going over to the Gospel of Luke, it actually starts off with an introduction to somebody named Theophilus or Theophilus, um, saying that this is, you know, they wrote this, whoever wrote Luke, wrote this as a way to prove to them that everything that they've been taught about Christianity was true. So, uh, oh, so this was specifically written to somebody for somebody, yeah, to say like they so this person, this Theo 
Theophilus or Theophilus. Whatever. Yeah. I'm going to say Theophilus because okay. that feels right. All right. Theophilus <laughs> um, was probably raised super Christian and then hit a point where they were like, I don't know, this all feels like bullshit. Well, they probably weren't raised at this point because it's 80 80. Right. Oh, right, so, right, right. So it was like they probably converted. Gotcha. But they've they've been hearing all this stuff. And so some somebody decided to write this. Specifically to them. Uh, apparently. Do you think it's and, a child? And, and really, like, I'm curious if this was a part of the original text or if this was added. Considering Luke and Acts, we only have, like, the third generation mm-hmm. documents of it. Um, I wonder if it was added later. Do you too. think it? Do you think this person is a child, though? Because adding the elements of, like— the, the manger and the animals that they mention in the manger. And does it feel like, it feels like a much more warm and fuzzy story? I don't think so. I, I would say it's much more like, like, cause you know, you have to look at the gospel as a whole. Okay. And I kind of think like, like, yeah, the nativity stories is a lot nicer, but. Does it get weird? I mean, Luke has more demon possession in it uh, and stuff like that. So like. I mean, if I were telling this story to kids about. Yeah. Jesus and, and religion, I would add a lot of demon possession I to mean, it. Kids full love grown, that shit. <laughs> Full-grown adults love that shit. Yeah. It's like a comic book movie. Yeah. 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 I don't think we know exactly who Theophilus is. I'm, I might be wrong about this, but I, I, I don't think we do. I think the footnotes say, said he might have been some sort of Greek official or Roman official okay. and, and uh, that they were writing this to this story is very different. We we start off hearing about a priest named Zachariah and his wife named Elizabeth, who are both descendants of Aaron and are childless because they were very, both very old. Okay. Okay. So unlike in previous iterations of the Bible heretofore, old people couldn't have children. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And by very old, like, I don't know if that means 40. Right. You know. Yeah. um, (laughs) Geriatric pregnancies weren't a thing back then. Yeah. (laughs) Zachariah is a priest, and he goes in to burn incense, and an angel of the Lord, actually, I think this is specifically Gabriel, I think he introduces himself this time, and says that his wife is going to have a baby. Okay. Okay. And you are going to call him John. Okay. And this baby is John the Baptist. Oh, okay. John the baptizer. Yes. (laughs) The one who baptizes. (laughs) Uh, So Zachariah is like, how could this be true? You know, basically he has some doubt about it, even though like there's an angel right there. Yeah, my wife Snatch is real old. (laughs) I know, but it's- She's probably going to die in childbirth. It's kind of the thing is like, are are we seriously going to have a baby at this point? Basically, the angel says that since he doubts, he's going to be mute throughout the entire pregnancy. It's not going to be until after John's born that he'll be able to talk again. Oh, I would be real mad if I was his wife. Yeah. (laughs) I got pregnant and I'm old and now he can't talk. Right. Oh, that fucker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Be like, don't ever touch me again. Right. (laughs) Uh, So Elizabeth became pregnant. Around six months into the pregnancy, the angel Gabriel shows up to Mary and tells her that she's going to become pregnant with God's seed. So John, the John, the baby John, he's not an immaculate conception. Technically, no. One can assume that 
Zachariah got it on. Got it on with Elizabeth, Elizabeth and his seed and her egg combined to make a baby. Correct. God just made it possible by like yeah. de-aging their genitals or something. I guess. Okay. Wow, your dick looks a lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> I can say the same thing about your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Your pubes are suddenly not gray anymore. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. They're blonde. You were never blonde. <laughs> yeah. So the angel Gabriel tells tells Mary that she's gonna have this baby. Mary's like, "How could this be true? I'm a virgin, you know." Yeah. And the angel, I just keep in mind that this line went through numerous editors over the years. At the NIV, like, the, like they should have fixed this in the eighties. Okay. The Holy spirit will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. That sounds threatening. Yeah, I know. It does. Also like, is there any point where Mary's like, why, why me? Yeah. Is she, no, she's pretty submissive yeah. about this. <laughs> As you would imagine. If if an angel came to me and said, Lindsay, I know you're not a virgin, but I'm going to get you pregnant. And and we know that it's not your boyfriend's baby. Yeah. Like, this is God's baby. I'd be like, no, I'm going to go have an abortion. Right. (laughs) You're going to have to try somewhere else. I'm going to keep doing it until you leave me alone. Pick someone else. (laughs) Just pick somebody else. I don't want to do it. You do not want me raising the Messiah. No. Because there's going to be questions about whether he's, the coming of Jesus or the coming of Satan? <laughs> <laughs> you can't abort it. We'll just put it back in. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. I'm, I'm going to keep I'll doing smoke. it. I'll smoke. I'll smoke during pregnancy. It's <laughs> <This is> horrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. <laughs> and then the angel also says, even Elizabeth, your relative, uh, is going to have a child in her old age. Really, really hammers down how old she is. Oh, so Jesus and John the Baptist are the same age. Not necessarily, because we don't actually, because she's not pregnant yet. Yeah. You know? But it's not like it's 80 years later. No. And that's the interesting thing about it is like, yeah, like how far apart are they? It kind of, when you read it, it actually kind of sounds like there's a distance between them, but it doesn't really make sense that Mary would be that much older. No. When she does get pregnant, you know? Right. And like, you know, it did... Did he come to Mary as a child and tell her this? Right. Because if she's if she's of age, one can assume she's already betrothed to mm-hmm. Joseph. And like Joseph's not gonna wait for another 30 years to bang that shit up. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh she leaves she goes off and visits Elizabeth, spends some time with her. As soon as they see each other, the baby leaps in Elizabeth's womb at the sight of Mary, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, so like Mary showing up made the baby appear into Elizabeth's womb, but you're saying it just, it just kicked. It, yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. It, there's a stirring. Right. Right. And Fucking, that happens with babies. Yeah. Like when it, when the, they can hear like, yeah. it sounds very mu- muffled, but when they hear sounds, like, they'll react to it. It's not like it was some sort of crazy thing that happened. Right. But Elizabeth thinks it is crazy because she immediately goes, blessed are you among women, and <laughs> gives this whole thing where she's praising 
the Lord and praising Mary and everything. And then Mary just bursts into song. What? It just turns into a musical. What? Mary just bursts into song. There's this whole song. <gasps> One thing I thought was interesting. I'm not going to read out the whole thing. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Is <laughs> one line. She sings that about herself? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear. There's got to be an audio version of this song out there somewhere. I don't know. Probably. It's not It's this. not like super long or anything, but I just, I think it's funny that That's like she amazing. just bursts into song. <laughs> And um, <laughs> I just picture like Elizabeth is like, oh, you're blessed. My baby kicked. And then Mary just starts singing like in a musical, like yeah. very uh, beauty of in the beast sort of bell at the right. beginning. And Elizabeth and then talks is, about how blessed she <laughs> is. And Elizabeth is just like, oh, dude, that's just some uh, baby kicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of being polite. Right. <laughs> Now I'm regretting this. She's not even a good singer. No. (laughs) Uh, So Mary stays with Elizabeth for about three months. So that would be put it at about like eight months during the pregnancy, like up to then. Okay. Um, And then she leaves. She leaves right before the baby's born. Yeah, basically. So Elizabeth gives birth to her son and they're going to, the priests were going to call him Zachariah after his father. And she's like, no, you need to call him John. And Zachariah, and they asked Zachariah about it, and he writes down, like, oh, yeah, you he have can't to call talk. him. That's right. right. He still can't talk. You have to call him John. Um, and I think, let me double check. I think it's funny that the woman who, the old woman who's pushing the baby out, yeah, is like, my son's name is John. Right. And the priests are like, are you cool with this guy? Actually, I should, I should specify. So the baby's born, and then I think this is at his bris, like a few days later, or at his consecration, that they're naming him. Either way. But but yeah. Either way. It's not like mid-delivery. Right. But yeah. But mom still says his name is John. Right. And the priests are like, dad? Yeah. Who can't talk? Are you cool with this? We just want to make sure. We were trying to name him after you, but this bitch says John. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like she's trying to take over. It's weird because we don't know any Johns. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're Zachariah. She's Elizabeth. What's a John? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So, so he writes down, his name is John. And at that point, his mouth opens, you know, uh, at that point he's able to speak again and he's able to sing. Does he sing now too? He sings a song. Oh my God. This is a fucking musical. It is. It totally is a what musical. It's weird, isn't it? And he says to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. So he's like, I don't know why I highlighted that one now. Is this why Catholics sing so much? I don't know, maybe. Because man, oh man. They do seem to favor this this gospel. And not like singing out of joy like some religious communities do. Like Catholics sing out of a sense of like they have to. Right. And none of the songs are happy. Yeah. Or upbeat. They're all just really sort of like... Do, 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 do. Yeah. Like a funeral dirge. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's not like an upbeat thing no. at all. So, so it does just end with saying that John the Baptist grew and became strong in the spirit. Yes. And he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly uh, to Israel. So he goes off. And, and he lives in the, wilderness, in the wilderness. Like as a baby? 
Right. He goes off into the wilderness as a baby. That, that's the thing. It's a, like. Is he raised by wolves? It doesn't really say like, is that, that must be happening at the same time as Jesus is being born. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, all the rest of the story is playing out for Jesus. I'm guessing. Cause yeah, they would, it seems like they would have to be pretty close in age. Right. But. Don't you hate it that you never know what the weather is like outside? Boy, do I. I look outside and I'm like, what? You need Charlie 10, the latest weather app that all the kids are going crazy for. Did you say charlatan? No, Charlie 10. Look, I just pull up the app and see that it's currently raining. Weird. Mine says that there's a blizzard. You're wrong and I'll kill you over it. Whoa, what the hell? That's how the app works. Everyone gets different results when they look at it. Then you just need to convince everyone else that they're wrong and you're right. But how do we know the actual weather? Have faith in the app, Josh. But it tells us different things. Believe in the app, Josh. And use promo code BSFA to unlock amazing features such as pseudoscientific memes to share with all your friends. Charlie 10 is only available in the continental United States, the only country where weather could be an opinion. So this actually brings up one quick side note I want to talk about is the Holy Spirit. So throughout this, they they keep referencing how John is full of the Holy Spirit yes. and everything. Do you understand the Trinity at well, all? Well, I was Catholic, so... You were, yeah. Well, okay, I wasn't Catholic. I was baptized Catholic and have attended Catholic Mass on occasion. Yeah. And Catholics are big into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like... Existing. Lindsay just uh, crossed herself. <laughs> is that what that's called? Father, son. I have no idea. Is it called crossing? I thought, I think it is called crossing yourself. I have no idea, but it's forehead, chest, shoulder, shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. So the Father's in your head, the Son's in your heart, and the Holy Spirit is on your shoulders guiding you along the way. Is that a thing? I guess. Okay. I've never I don't heard know, of that. But it makes sense. Because Catholics, are, I think, are the only ones who do the crossing oh are themselves. we yeah them they i'm not <laughs> yeah. i don't know just one, we've talked about this before being catholic comes with a real sort of like serious sense of having been in an abusive relationship where you still consider yourself catholic even though absolutely not at all right yeah <laughs> and like their traditions are still kind of necessary i guess i don't know i remember us talking like i wanted to go to a catholic mass at some point and i was like oh i'd love to take communion and you're like you can't. You can't take communion at a Catholic church. I was like, why not? And they'd be like, you're not Catholic. <laughs> I was like, but do they check? Do they check your paperwork or something? No, but. They don't. I was like, so? Yeah. And then I like, I give two shits about it at all. Yeah. Like, if anything, the Catholic, I think the Catholic church is probably one of the worst religious organizations out there. Um, but so that's what I know about the Holy Spirit, right? Literally, that is all I know about the Holy Spirit is that right. Catholics believe it's, God is three parts, right. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. The idea is that God the Father is the God of the Old Testament, essentially. That, mm-hmm. That's the one that was like, go kill, yeah, yeah. go kill everybody and all that kind of stuff. Jesus is the salvation from God the Father, essentially. Like, right. He's the salvation from like all the rules and everything that God the Father set up. You know, this is the way of like, you just have this one sacrifice and then you're good. 
mm-hmm. right? All of your sins are forgiven is the idea. And then the Holy Spirit is how God speaks to us today. Okay, right. right? So this is like the ongoing. Fills you with. Right, yeah. So this is the divine inspiration of when you're reading the Bible, how you know what God means. Although two people reading the same verse will get two different right. interpretations, which to me means something else going on there. So the Holy Spirit is not actually a thing in Judaism. It's not a separate being or anything. God is indivisible in Judaism. Right. You know, there is only one God. There's no three parts of God or right. anything like that. Well, yeah, because, I, I mean, again, then my history is primarily Catholicism, polytheist, justifying it by saying that it's actually monotheism because they're all the same thing. Right, yeah. I mean, Catholicism is very polytheist in general just well, because, because of saints and everything. Saints, yeah. Christians still say it's monotheism because the three make up God mm-hmm. and it's only one God you're worshiping, right. you know. But there are people who totally pray to Jesus specifically, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, with Catholicism, you pray to Mary. Yeah. Hail Mary, full of grace. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ask for her forgiveness. And again, the saints, right? You pray yeah. to saints all the time. Right. The first council of Nicaea in 325 AD established Jesus as being the same as God. There was groups of Christians who believed Jesus was God okay. at that point. But there was plenty of Christians out there who didn't think Jesus was God. Sure. They thought Jesus was prophet, a teacher, they mm-hmm. were, or, or something along those lines. But um, well, he, he wasn't was, God himself, yeah. right? I mean, and Jesus never actually says he is God, except I think one time in the book of John. That's the one that's like different than all the other gospels yeah. and written a that's lot later. That's not what Martin Scorsese says. Right. Willem Dafoe exclaims that he's God quite often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is one thing that stuck out to me in watching that movie is like, that's actually not what it's like in the test, in the the gospels. Yeah. So there is a big question of, is Jesus actually God? Was that just a decision that was made by Roman and by these Roman high class folk folks that, that took over Christianity, you know? Then the first council of Constantinople in 380 established the Holy Spirit as the same God. And that's where we get the Trinity. Constantinople isn't even a place anymore. No. And Judaism and Islam don't believe in the Trinity. Yeah, Um, in Islam, they believe Jesus was a prophet like Muhammad, yeah? They just kind of show the respect of saying they think Jesus was a teacher, maybe even a prophet and something like that, but... And Jewish people say the same thing. Right. Like they think he was a good man. They think he was a good teacher. They think he might have been a, even a prophet, but they don't think he was the Messiah. Gotcha. Right. They're still waiting for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, technically speaking, this kind of goes down a rabbit hole, but I don't think there was supposed to be one Messiah. Okay. I think it was supposed to be something that, like, whenever Jewish people were in need, some, a messiah would arise. I gotcha. So, so then Moses would have been. Yeah, it was before any of the prophecies. Moses would have been before any of the prophecies. Right. But, but like, but like a lot of the prophecies were around um, the like when when the northern kingdom. You remember uh, the northern kingdom of Israel when mm-hmm. that fell to the Assyrians. Mm-hmm. There was prophe- prophecies that a messiah would arise and take out the Assyrians. Gotcha. Prophecies that are attributed to Jesus. I see. You know, I haven't done a deep dive into those prophecies yet, but it would be real interesting. So, 
modernly. Is that a word? Yeah, I think so. Modernly, more modern. Yeah. Like it would be interesting to see if there were prophecies related around World War II. Right, yeah. It would really be interesting to talk to people, like just to learn more about Judaism Mm -hmm. and and everything, to talk to some Jewish folks about, um, especially like rabbis or something like that, about how do they apply those prophecies about messiahs to World War II and and things like that, but into modern times in general, really. But so that was the the story. That was the nativity of of John the Baptist. Okay. So let's get into the nativity of Jesus in the book of Luke. We find out that there is a census that is declared or or ordered Mm -hmm. in the area that's going to force Joseph and Mary to go from their home in this version, in Nazareth, to Bethlehem. Oh. In order to register to for be the census. Counted. Yeah, because apparently Joseph originally came from Bethlehem. Okay. And for some reason, even though they don't live there now, he needs to go be counted. In Bethlehem. Yeah, because it's where he was born, so therefore you have to go there in order to, I don't know why. It's so weird. But I, and maybe that is how censuses were done back then. I just don't know. But what's interesting about this is this census didn't actually happen until 6 AD, historically. So that's six years after he was born. Well, not even that, because if you remember, in Matthew, it said that Herod had died. Yeah. Herod dies in 4 BCE. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So we didn't cover this when we were talking about Matthew, and I probably should have. But when Herod dies, we know for a fact that Herod dies in 4 BCE. Okay. Like in reality. That's when he dies. You know, in actual history. Herod's an actual person. Yes. He died in 4 BCE. In, in 4 BCE. So you could use that as a touch point for uh, the timeline of when Jesus was actually okay. born. Because, you know, like when when it came to to when we set up our calendar and said, you know, Jesus was born at this time. Most people didn't actually know for sure. Right. So so we look at this and we can see, all right, Herod actually would have died around 4 BCE. Let's say Jesus is two years old at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jesus would have actually been born around 6 BCE then. Oh, so he would be 12 by the time the census occurred. Because you said it was right. 6 AD, right? Right, Exactly. Um, so, so that's the thing is this is saying before Jesus is even born, the census is is happening, but it actually wouldn't have happened until years after he was born. Did they not do it on a cyclical basis? Like the census is done now. No, I think it was because this one, this one guy took over in in the area or in the kingdom. I think so is, is basically the idea. Cause it was the, I think it was the guy who replaced Herod and eventually replaced Herod. Okay. Like it took years for it to happen. But yeah, because his son took over first. His son t- took over. Actually, his, he has multiple sons who end up dividing up the kingdom. But what's really confusing is as you read through the Gospels, they never differentiate okay. between them. It's just— His it's, son. Yeah, it, well, no, it's just Herod. Oh. So that's what's really confusing about it. It's like, well, he died, but yet they keep referencing him. Right. You know? The census uh, is called. So they go to Bethlehem where Joseph was born to uh, register for the census. And there's no room at the inn. Yes. Right? Famously, no yep. room at the inn. No room at the inn. So they uh, set, get set up in a manger. 
and okay. and Jesus is born, and they wrap him in swaddling clothes and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, when they traveled, yes, did they know that Mary was about to pop? Yeah, they would have had to. Yeah, and still they were like, "We're gonna do this." Like, why? Why wouldn't have Joseph just gone on his own? Yeah, I don't know. Mary at home. I don't know. Maybe they didn't have any friends in Nazareth. And like, if you were a keeper of an inn, yeah, and a pregnant woman and the and her husband came to you and said, "We need a room." Yeah, and you were like, "I'm sorry, we don't have rooms, but you can sleep in the place where we keep our animals." Right. This this. What I always thought was so hilarious to you about the manger is it's like, well, it's half a building. Yeah. Like you can't even like, you're you're not protected from the elements. Right, it's a lean-to. But they're yeah. also in, in Northern Africa at this yeah. point or the Middle East. So it's not like it's snowing. Right. But, but at that point, you might as well just be camping, you know. Right. But wouldn't, so if a, if a pregnant woman rolled up right. and was like, I need a room. And you're like, I don't have one. And then she's like, I'm going to give birth to this child like soon. Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, okay, well, at least come sit by the fire. Right. And yeah. Do this? yeah. Or like, would you just not care about pregnant women back then? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really an odd thing that or they like, are forcing them. Here's the name of a midwife. Yeah. Or something who has a facility for you to fucking go to to have this child. Like, don't do it in the donkey shit. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't tell me you were actually popping the kid out right now. I just thought maybe you were just pregnant. Like, that would have been useful information. I might have made room for you. (laughs) This poor innkeeper has been, like, just made a villain almost in this tale and really he's probably just not given the full information. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely wasn't told that this was the Messiah. <laughs> Got up in the morning and was like, did you have a baby out here? <laughs> <laughs> you are going to lose the deposit. You could have came inside. I didn't know you were giving birth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should tell people when you're have, giving birth that information is useful. I'll, I'll get the hose, but you got to clean it up. <laughs> Instead of having the Magi in this one, the Mm -hmm. three wise men or any of that stuff. There are shepherds out in some nearby fields. Okay. And these, and an angel shows up to them and tells them, you know, they're all terrified and everything. But he's like, don't be afraid. Yeah. I'm come bearing good news. Well, if angels look like they're actually described in the Bible. Yeah. I would be terrified as well. (laughs) Yeah. Because they do not look like people. Yeah. The crazy (laughs) multi-headed and all that stuff. With the eyes. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, shows up in the sky and is like, don't be afraid. (laughs) (laughs) I come bearing the good news. (laughs) They'll just collectively shit their pants. (laughs) (laughs) I just picture it like a death Ferris wheel where like fire spurts out of it every once in a while. A baby has been born <laughs> to you. <laughs> it will be your salvation. <laughs> I would go to church if they told the story like that. <laughs> There's the big heavy metal music playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah. Shepherds in the field. <laughs> Shepherds. 
they're all terrified of the angel. <laughs> the angels uh telling them you know there's there's a baby born in a manger nearby uh you should uh you should go check it check it out <laughs> and then a whole bunch of angels show up and they oh my god <laughs> and and they burst into song is there another song there it's a short one there's at least like a short poem but i'm going to assume they were singing um, oh god it's just turning into a real sort of heavy yeah. metal nightmare this is where we get glory to god in the highest heaven Oh. And on earth, peace to those who, on whom his favor rests. So the shepherds are like, let's go to Bethlehem and check let's out. Get the fuck away from me, Daniel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Go. <laughs> they chase him off. <laughs> so the so the shepherds go to Bethlehem. And word spreads, and everybody's amazed by this thing because the the shepherds are saying they saw angels and all that. Right, so, yeah. And it's a whole lot of, like, everybody's amazed that this happened. This is, like, a big thing in Luke is, like, word spreading. He talks about word spreading, you know, amongst yeah. people, and everybody's amazed at the things that they're hearing is going on and everything. And it's all like, well, why would anybody actually believe these shepherds saying like they heard, saw these giant floating head angels or whatever, you know, right. the eye wheels, weird, weird eye wheel Fire. angels in the sky. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. The, the shepherds and the magi get conflated, conflated. And, and like, you know, sometimes you'll hear the story and they'll talk about shepherds, the three shepherds bringing gifts. And sometimes they'll talk about them being the wise men. Yeah. <clears throat> and then sometimes you'll hear magi. Right. But really, I mean, so then that in that story, they did show up that night. Whereas in the other story, the Magi showed up later. One can assume, right? They weren't there at the birth of Christ. Right. So, so yeah. So this is like, they show up when it happens. Right. With, with the shepherds show up when it happens. The Magi show up like a year or right. two later. And yeah. the shepherds show up because the angels which you hear in the story, yeah. the Magi show up because Herod literally was like, go find this baby. Right. And they bring gifts. Yeah. But the shepherds don't bring gifts. So it really is like a, a mishmash of oh, yeah. both. Yeah, they've totally conflated all that stuff together. And that's just kind of what Christianity is, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or religion is. You know, you just make it fit. Yep. You just figure out ways of making it fit. So when he's eight days old... They name him Jesus, like, you know, when they get him circumcised and everything. Mm -hmm. And then they take him to the temple to consecrate him as part of the law. Firstborn son, need to have him consecrated to God, right? What does that mean? So we talked about this before. Yeah, we did, but I don't remember what consecration means. I don't know what the the process is, but technically you you go, you get him blessed, I, I guess, or something along those lines, so that they are consecrated for God. You know? Okay. That's not so the bread. It's probably, I don't think so. So it's probably like a sacrifice specifically for that or whatever, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it actually does say a pair of doves or two young pigeons is what you're supposed to sacrifice here. Gotcha. And while they're there in Jerusalem uh, at the temple, a man named Simeon shows up. Not the same Simeon, oh. obviously, as the Old Testament, just named for him, probably. Right, yeah, yeah, 
he shows up and he has been told by the Holy Spirit that he would see the Messiah before he dies. And so before when he, the Messiah dies or before he dies? Before he dies. Okay. Like, so he sees baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he rolls up and he's like, I was told I would see the Messiah before he dies. And Mary's like, get this motherfucker out of here. He's going to kill my baby. That's what you would think, right? Yeah. That's what you would think. But no, he totally sees, he sees Jesus and he's like, oh my God, you know, it's the Messiah and all that. And so he takes him in his arms and he praises God. I know. And Stranger I guess apparent, danger. apparently he's just fine with it. And um, he breaks into song. More song? I, yeah, it, 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 or a poem, but I'm guessing it's a song. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and, and all that stuff. Just to remind you, in the other gospel, they were afraid of going back to anywhere near Jerusalem because of Bethlehem. Because of back to Jerusalem. Oh. Well, Bethlehem too, but they're, I think they were pretty close <clears throat> to each other. But because Herod's son right. was there. And in this case, they're in Jerusalem, the most populated place, you know, in the area. And they are, you know, just outwardly, people are talking about right. him being the Messiah just outwardly. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yep. there no, there's no incognito um, aspect to this at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then while they're also there, uh, old prophet lady named Anna comes across him and she's like same thing and like is amazed to see him and and all that stuff. She gives thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So she's like advertising it too that he's going to be the Messiah out of nowhere. And then they return to Nazareth. And then the last story I wanted to talk about, uh, and this will get us up to the point where like all the gospels are kind of synchronized again, is the story of Jesus going to the temple as a little baby, as a, a little boy. Okay, right? not a not a baby, but I think he was twelve. Yeah, twelve years old. They go to, for the festival of the Passover to the temple again. The temple he went to to be consecrated. Right, the temple in Jerusalem. So they they go for the festival of Passover, and then when they're leaving, they thought, Joseph and Mary, thought that Jesus was with them, and they home alone him. He was hiding in the the racks at Kmart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Where all children get left. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those circular clothing racks. (laughs) Now I'm just picturing, like, every time a Kmart closes, them just finding skeletons. (laughs) (laughs) so what you're saying is home alone is just another bible story right yeah after three days oh my god they have one kid well i guess oh wait no no, sorry after three days they find him okay so like they they noticed he was gone and it took them three days to find him word yeah um bad lord yeah Yeah, and they find him at the temple courts, um, sitting with the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. And he responds, why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I would be in my father's house, basically? And everybody's like, oh, my God, who is this baby? And all that. Is that when he says, is that the one and only time he mentions the fact that, oh, no, you're saying he doesn't refer to himself as God. Right. He does refer to himself as the son of God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And then they went down, and then and then it says, then they went down to Nazareth with them, and he was obedient to them. They Joseph whooped his ass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. That's the nativity stories. Right on. Yeah, from the gospels. Okay. Well, nothing really surprising there. I think it's kind of surprising that they are so different. Yeah, I mean, it's clear that like I had been taught one the one version of that story. Yeah, and that, but the other one's just not interesting. I know it's not. It's and it's much much shorter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically just like, yeah, this kid was born and hunted. Right. I think. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that story. Right. They want to hear about the manger and the evil innkeeper and right. The heavy metal angels. Heavy metal angels. <laughs> <laughs> I want to build that nativity. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'll be a good Christmas project. So you have the manger with the with the and then all like off to the side on a different shelf is a bunch is the shepherds with <laughs> the angels with the pyrotechnics yeah. and the heavy metal music in the background. <laughs> the Judas priest. Yeah. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh holy night. <laughs> Uh, that's it and thusly Jesus was born and thus we start the story of Christ this will probably take a while for us to get through it but the story of Christ yeah I hope so because I don't know much about him like I know the beginning yeah and I know the end the end which that's not even the end because he comes back to life like I don't even know what happens after that right like he comes back to life, presumably, but then like, is there how long? How long after that is the Jesus story go? It's very short. That's it's pretty much he comes back and it's almost over at that point. Well, but I okay. I would just you want to you want to yeah, wait like, until we ha- get to it. Like what? Yeah, because like what happened? Like yeah, was is it so? Like again, we watched <laughs> we watched um the Last Temptation of Christ. Yep. And last, that, that ended with him on the cross. Yes. Yes. I mean, just remove the story of Jesus and that. Lazarus. Okay. Yes. And I don't yeah. know if this is Bible accurate, but he brings Lazarus back to life. Yep. And But then Lazarus is killed. I don't think that was accurate. I don't think that was real. after that. So, yeah. like, did someone also be like, zombie Jesus, and then just, like, <laughs> kill him again? No. And God no. was like, you only get one, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if he brought him back to life, like, what does he do after that? What's the purpose of bringing him back to life if then he just ascends to heaven? Right. Like, anyway. It's a good question. Yeah, it'll be interesting when we get into that and, like, what the different gospels say about it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yep. As always, they all lived miserably ever after. This is when you drop in that heavy metal version of our theme song.
oh, your dick looks a lot younger. (laughs) (laughs) I can say the same thing about your vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Your pubes are suddenly not gray anymore. It's weird. (laughs) It's weird. They're blonde. You were never blonde. (laughs) 